Hello, my name is Katherine Moore, social worker, mom, coffee lover, and founder of Social Workers Rise, where we inspire social workers to connect, expand their knowledge, and change more lives than they ever thought possible. I'm so excited you found my podcast. We will talk everything social work on every level from micro to macro. We will hear the stories of social workers who are doing big things, learn new skills, and most importantly, give you actionable steps to make a difference today. Let's go. Before we get started in this episode, I wanted to share a resource with you that I wish I knew about a long time ago, one that makes it easy to start a side business to generate more income so you stress less about your money, you're able to pay your student loans without worry, and you're able to afford those online shopping sprees. I see you. No judgment here. I am with you. And what's so great is that as social workers, we have so many powerful skill sets that other people want and need to learn from us. This is such an impactful way to continue making massive change in the world without spending a lot of extra time on this. So I personally use Kajabi to create my online course and I absolutely love it. And right now they're giving away free trials. So click the link in the show notes to get started on your side biz now. And with that, let's get into this episode. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Social Workers Rise. I'm so glad you are back and here with me. So this week, I thought we would just hang out, just you and I, and just get to see, you know, what we've been up to, what's coming up. It's been a really, really long year. And I don't know about you, but it's been it's been crazy. I would make plans and then stuff happens, like crazy stuff happens, and then the plans don't get done. But you know, whatever, we just keep it moving, keep it going the best that we can every single day. And I was actually really surprised at this. So I asked a question on my Instagram stories. I'm on Instagram at Social Workers Rise. And 90% of you said that you had felt burnt out in the last month. That is a lot. That is crazy. And it makes my heart hurt because I have been burnt out and it's awful. It really, really sucks. It's the most horrible thing because you just feel so stuck. So this is what happened to me is I was working at a company that I really, really loved but it got to the point where the the workload was just too much. Like, I could not keep up. It was hard for me to get all of my work done within the eight hours. Um, I, I don't know about hard, but maybe impossible because of all of the things going on in my life at that time. I felt like I wasn't being paid what I deserved, what I needed to be paid in order to keep up with my bills, in order to keep up with my student loan payments, 
and all of these things. And I was using my credit card every single month to just make it through, which was stressing me out too, because every month, even though it was 100 or 200 bucks, I was still going more and more in debt, even though I was working full time. And I just wasn't being able to ever get ahead. I felt like I was working all day from literally from dawn when my daughter would wake up in the morning until like evening when I was just so exhausted. There was always something to be done. And I felt like I was just going every single day without ever being able to catch up on the things that I needed to do. And it got to the point where I realized something had to change. I remember distinctly, I was washing dishes in my kitchen and my husband, bless his heart, he's so sweet. He says, Catherine, why don't you come watch a movie with us and just hang out and relax? And I completely lost it. I started like crying, like really like ugly crying, crying. It was not cute. And I was like, I cannot come and sit and watch a movie. There's so many things that need to be done. I need to wash the dishes. I need to clean the kitchen. I need to finish my notes. I need to, you know, do all these things, all of these things. And he was like, oh, whoa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was just a question. And so my response was just way out of proportion of, of like what it needed to be. And I realized like, this is ridiculous. I shouldn't be crying over some dishes and and a movie right like that's not normal that's not good that's not healthy and I remember back in grad school distinctly a couple times they would mention make sure you don't get burnt out or make sure you do your self-care so you don't get burnt out and I would just like be like ah whatever they don't know what they're talking about I just love social work so much I'm never going to be burnt out that's never going to be me. And lo and behold, it was me. And I'm sorry if that's you, because that's a really, really crappy place to be. And going back, I wish, you know, back before burnout, I wish that I had known these red flags, these risk factors, because it wasn't until I was burnt out and I started doing more research on burnout and specifically around social workers and burnout. Our rates of retention in the field are extremely low. To be honest, they're pitiful. It's just awful. So we have a burnout rate of about six, six to seven years. Nurses and doctors, comparably, nurses have a burnout rate around 12 and doctors are about 25 years, which a lot of the talk and a lot of the research is around nurses and doctors, but there's, there's less conversation around social workers. And this is extremely alarming because we as social workers are very much in demand. Social work is such a needed industry. It is projected to grow 13% in the next 10 years. And that is much faster than the average industry. They're going to be added or they're projecting adding 90,000 1,700 new social work jobs in the United States. 90,000, that's a lot of new jobs. That is a lot of demand. And if we are dropping out 
at a rate of like every six years. That's not good, you guys. We need to keep our social workers. We need to support each other and we need to just do a better job at making sure that we as mental health professionals have the mental health support that we need and the tools that we need to make good decisions and to do what's best for us. Because if we're burnt out and if we are not in the field anymore, then we're not helping clients. This all go back goes back to the clients. If we are not taking care of ourselves and we're showing up half-assed, just trying to get through the day at work, it's not going to be good for the clients. And our clients deserve better than that. You deserve better than that. We don't need to be reiterating this crappy system of people who don't care And that's exactly what we're doing when we're showing up to work burnt out and not really focused. So I need to make sure that you know there's some red flags that I want you to be aware of if you are at work, if you're in an employment setting, that if you have one or more of these, your risk for burnout increases significantly. If you add on more, then your risk, of course, increases more which looking back, I had, I had three of these six. So one is a workload imbalance and you feel like the workload is too much and you can never really get caught up. Two is a lack of control in your work. Is there someone else telling you how to do your work? What clinical decisions that you should be make? What interventions you should be using? Are you, do you feel like you have control? If you don't, that is a risk factor. The third one is if you're experiencing moral distress. So your personal values and your work values are not the same. So if you feel like your company is doing a disservice, if you feel like there is a shortcoming, if you feel like they want you to do something that's against your values then that is going to be moral distress. If you and number 4, fairness and equity on the job is not there. So you feel like you are not treated fairly. You feel like other people get preferential treatment or that you are um your boss is telling one one person one thing and you another and it, and you feel like it's just not fair. Um a lack of reward through recognition or acknowledgement or pay. So if you feel like you are working your tail off and not getting any sort of recognition, um, not getting any sort of acknowledgement, or that you're being underpaid for the work that you are doing, that you're not being fairly compensated. And also too, that your sense of community is missing. So this is, you know, goes back to those relationships. So if you are not feeling connected with your coworkers, if you're not not feeling connected with other people who you are working with, then that is going to be a red flag. Relationships are so, so important. And if you don't feel like you fit in or feel like you're welcome, then it's going to be a really, really big red flag for burnout. So those are the work risk, work red flags, risk factors that you need to know. And consider, you know, do some self-reflection. What does your work look like? What is your work environment? And then 
There are some personal red flags that are very common, and this is not all-inclusive, but these are, you know, just some of the main things that you need to be aware of and these personality changes that come up when we start to get burnt out. If you can recognize these red flags, you can stop burnout before you totally become ugly crying over the dishes. Okay, it's not cute. I don't recommend it. It's awful. So (laughs) if you notice that you are stopping to do the things that you used to enjoy, like being active or cooking or talking on the phone with your friends or reading or, you know, whatever it is, knitting, whatever it is that you like to do. I don't know what you like to do. Um, If you stop doing those things, one red flag. If you become easily irritated with other people, with just out in the community, that could be another red flag. You may also be short with your loved ones. So for example, (laughs) with my husband, he's like, come watch a movie. No, I don't have time to watch a movie. That is extremely short, you guys. I think that's the shortest you could possibly get. Um, So there's another one. If you are tired all the time, you're feeling tired, you're feeling exhausted. Even on the weekends, you're feeling so tired that you just want to rest and stay home. So you are isolating from others. You're, again, not doing the things that you enjoy doing. That's going to be another red flag. You are probably also doing the bare minimum just to get by. Like, what can I do to just get this done? And it doesn't have to be perfect. It is, you know, is this acceptable? Let's just do what we have to do to get by. You're not giving your 100%. You're not really being creative. You're not, um, you're not thinking of new ways that you could possibly help somebody. You're just like, okay, let's just get them the resource and go. Let's not ask too many questions. And this can actually be dangerous because if you get an inkling that maybe somebody is hinting at self-harm or hinting at child abuse because of their stress or hinting at elder abuse, you know, this can be very tricky because if you are doing the bare minimum to get by, you might avoid asking those questions that would lead to more work for you, right? If you, you, and it's terrible to like think that or that people would do that, but, but you know, I'm just being real with you because there are those questions and there are those times that we are deciding, okay, the next question is probably going to be like, they're either going to respond <laughs> Like, no, I'm not thinking of hurting myself or yes, actually I have. And then it goes into this, like a suicide assessment, which takes a long time and a lot of time. So if you avoid asking those questions because you're trying to do the bare minimum, it can actually be really dangerous for us. Um, So that is another red flag. Compassion fatigue. So where you stop caring about other people's feelings or how they are are getting through or if you just hear so many sad stories or um, hear the same things over and over again, you just stop caring um, and you don't care about your work. Also, you might be using substances more. Maybe you're drinking more. Maybe you're smoking more, doing drugs, um, or you have a change to your health habits. 
So if you used to eat healthy and now you're just like, let's just get some food from this drive-thru and not even worry about it, you might be eating more or eating less. Um, That's another red flag to be aware of. Also, too, is feeling sad, angry, unworthy, or, you know, like you're not enough. Like no matter what you do, it's never going to be enough that I am never going to be enough. And that is a really, really terrible thing to think about yourself because I know when you're listening to this, I know that you are enough. You have so many skills. You have such a big heart. You have amazing, amazing talents. And there are people who need you. They need you. And you are more than enough. And the last one is a lot of times people feel stuck that they're doing all of these things. They're not good enough. They are, there's no way they're going to get out. And you're just feeling stuck. So if you're feeling these things, then chances are yes, you are probably burnt out and there's probably a lot of different things going on and your relationships are likely being impacted, you know, your family relationships, your relationships with your kids or with your partner or with your coworkers. And so there's a lot of, a lot of things that could be going on here. I know for me personally, it took that episode of Ugly Crying Over the Dishes for me to realize like this is ridiculous. This is completely not a normal response that I should be having. And I decided right then and there, I'm like, this needs to change and I need to do something to change this. So I sat down that night and I just reevaluated my life. Like, what are my values? What, and I got real spiritual, real deep. Like, what is my higher purpose? What am I here to do? Like, why am I doing this? What is my why for doing all of these things? And then I, I realized, you know, all of the things that I felt like I had to personally do, I didn't really personally have to do it. I just felt like I did because I felt like I had to do these things to make myself be enough. So I asked for help. I asked my husband to help chip in more. I asked um, some people at work who had had the flexibility to, to just help out a little bit more. And I spoke with my supervisor. We had a really good open relationship. And I decided overall to make myself a priority, that I had to be the priority I needed to to do things that made me feel good, that made my soul happy. And part of that was I stopped exercising. I stopped moving. And exercising and physical movement is so extremely powerful in helping us relieve stress and process those emotions because our emotions get stored in our bodies. They're in our muscles. Emotions are a physical thing. They're not only the mental, you know, things that we tend to think of, but emotions from all of the stories and all of the stress that we accumulate over time, they get stored in our body and movement helps them move through and helps us, you know, just be able to cope with them. And that is why 
after you exercise, you feel so much better because you're letting go of those emotions that are being trapped in your body. And, and I decided to invest in myself. So I stopped doing the things I love. I needed to get back to that, do the things that felt good. So I was like, okay, let me just go for a spa day for a couple hours. I know it's hard now with COVID, but do something to, to just kind of reset, to relax and unwind, um, which I found is actually, it can actually be pretty hard if you're used to going and going and going. Relaxing and, and unwinding turns into a task that you need to focus on. So it's not like just sitting there and being bored. It, it can be very difficult for us to calm our minds down, calm our bodies down, and just say, right now, my main focus and my thing on my to-do list is to relax and not think about anything, not be stressed. And I, and lastly, what I did is I reconnected with my relationships. So relationships are extremely powerful. I did an entire talk on, with the NASW California about the power of relationships and their impact on our mental health and preventing burnout. So relationships are super duper important. I reconnected with those. And now with COVID, we need to get creative in how we build those relationships. So one of the main takeaways from the conference was don't just text people. Texting is like the bare minimum of things that you could do. If you really want to connect and let people know that you care, send them a voice memo. Send them a video message. A video message is like A plus brownie points. Send them a video message of you just, you know, saying, hey, I miss you, you know, or I heard about what happened, like sending you my good vibes, whatever it is, but the video message is going to be most powerful um, and inviting people to, to connect with you. And that's what I had to do to get myself out of burnout. Um, but it's so important that you have other people involved. And if you are currently feeling burnt out, I would like to talk to you because I'm super passionate about this. I feel like it needs to end for social workers. And I know that that is a big goal. I know that is lofty to end burnout, but that is one of my big missions for the work that I do is that you no longer have to feel burnt out. So I want to talk with you. I want to just get on a phone call with you, see what's going on, see how things are going and see if there's any way that I could help you. And this is just, it's going to be a 30 minute phone call. It's going to just be you and I talking and, um, and just mostly to help and see like what is going on. Is there anything that I can do to help? That is my goal is to help you. So please email me. My email is socialworkersrise at gmail.com. Please email me and tell me that you want to schedule a free call and, and we'll go from there. I only have a limited number of spots. So please email me as soon as you can because I'm not sure how fast my availability will fill up. I've never done this before. So it's something new for me. And um, I'm sure something new for you because I've never heard of people offering, you know, 30 minute calls to process your burnout. But that's what I'm doing. Let's give it a shot. Let's see how this goes. Send me an email right now. Um, I'm really excited to, to just get to know you and, 
and hopefully be able to figure something out, you know, social worker to social worker, therapist to therapist. Let's do this together. I know that there is power in numbers and I'm just so excited to to be making changes. This is just the beginning and we are just getting started. So I'm so grateful that you are here along on this journey with me. And with that, I will end and talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on Social Workers Rise. If you are looking to add another stream of income while making massive impact on the world, then I highly recommend creating your own online course. I personally use Kajabi and highly recommend it. They make it super easy to turn what you know into what you do. Click the link in the show notes to get started today. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Social Workers Rise. If you loved it, write a review and give us five stars wherever you listen to your podcast. This just helps other people just like you find us and join our community. Also, I would love to connect with you on Instagram. You can find me at Social Workers Rise. I can't wait to see you next week. Bye.